Let me invite you to turn in your scriptures to John chapter 1, verse 29. Okay, you there? Let me read it, and then we'll pray. The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Please pray with me. Father, there's nothing that transforms us but beholding the glory of the Lamb to save us, to sanctify us, to make us Christ-like, to give us joy and that's where John the Baptist, the great herald, points the world, look at the Lamb, the Lamb of God. We rejoice in that, Lord, and our singing reflects that. Oh, God, let us feast upon your word. Open a, open a banquet of your word for us now in this short time. In Jesus' name, amen. Think about that. When John the Baptist sees Jesus, he says, look. <laughs> Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And the people understood that. They, they get it. They understand what he's saying. It's kind of like if Nick Saban walked in and I said, Behold the goat. <laughs> and you would say, of course. You would understand quite clearly what that means. The greatest of all times. And so it is when he says, Behold the Lamb. And you say, okay, Rusty, where's that coming from? Well, it, it's all through the scriptures, but I want to back up all the way to Genesis 22. Start here. Think about Abraham. And he takes his only son, Isaac. God tells him up on the mountain to offer him as a burnt offering. And so they head to Mount Moriah. He tells his servants who are with him, stay here. We're going up to worship. He loads Isaac up with wood, and up the mountain they go. And Isaac says to his father, Father, where's the lamb for the offering? And Abraham says, God will provide. They get there. He makes the altar for the burnt sacrifice, ties up his son Isaac, and you know the story. Just before he kills his son as a sacrifice, an angel appears and says, don't lay a hand on that boy. Abraham named the place God will provide which means in its forecasting, God's going to provide a sacrifice for the world's sins. I want to ask you, what is it that makes you feel clean? Well, where is it that you look for your atonement? When you, when you feel guilty, where, where are you looking? And I find the world is always trying to set up ways to make it feel clean, to make us feel righteous again. And you say, Rusty, what do you mean? Well, I'll give you several. Sometimes the world inflicts pain upon itself, right? So cutting is a big thing now. You see people cutting. And what they're doing is they're cutting themselves for punishment to atone for their sins. Maybe they don't realize it, but that's what's happening. I've known lots of people in the past who've felt guilty about what they've done, and so they marry an alcoholic or they marry a very difficult project. 
so that they can lash themselves and atone for their sins. For most people, though, I, I think what they believe is I will do enough good to outweigh the bad. My good works will wash me clean from all my bad. So they fill their life with good things like volunteering or donating money or social justice campaigns or environmental crusades, all good things as a way to cover up as if there's a cosmic scale their sins. The Old Testament and its sacrifices has a very clear message about cleansing, atonement, washing, taking away our sins. And it's just this. You can't atone for your sins. You need a sacrifice for your sins. You need forgiveness from God, and God himself will provide it. And that's what John says when John the Baptist sees Jesus. He's saying, here he is. Abraham started it. Everything in the Old Testament pointed to it. Now here is the lamb from God. So our main idea today is Jesus is God's sacrificial lamb to take your sins away. We're going to fly through this. We'll go real quick. Start with those words, behold the lamb. It's Passover, okay, which means 200,000 lambs coming 15 miles from Jerusalem. You would celebrate Passover in Jerusalem. And so all these people coming with their lamb and their families to sacrifice it for their sins. A perfect, pure lamb. Many of these families had picked out this lamb months earlier, ensured that it was perfect, and now are carrying it and looking forward to the feast. And in the midst of that, John says, with all these people coming, crowds, John says, there's the paschal lamb. In other words, that's the Passover lamb. And he doesn't point to a lamb anybody's holding. He doesn't point to the temple. He points to a person. He points to Jesus. Now think about that word, lamb, that takes away your sins. The idea is a kibosh, which is a Jewish word to wash. The lamb was the kibosh, to wash Israel from their sins. And so what he is saying is, here is the kibosh. Here is the lamb from God to wash you from your sins. Now pause, and you might know the Old Testament very well, and you're thinking, yeah, but Rusty, the problem with that is nowhere in the Old Testament do we see human sacrifice. In fact, God hates human sacrifice. And so if he said, there's a lamb, and the lamb's a man, wouldn't people be like, what are you talking about? Well, John frequently, in fact, he lived, camped out on the book of Isaiah. And so here, he's pointing people to Isaiah 53, which people knew very well. Let me read it to you, verse 6 and 7. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him a man the iniquity of us all. Like a lamb, the man would be that is led to the slaughter. You see what John is saying? Behold, here is the one who is like a lamb led to the slaughter because he is carrying all the sins of the believers. The kibosh to wash us, the one-time sacrifice for sins, 
No more morning offerings in the temple. No more evening offerings. No more Passover lambs. There is one lamb, one sacrifice provided by God. I can remember being in a rural Asian village years ago. And I was staying with a family, a nomadic family. And they said, we're going to have a feast tonight. We're going to kill a lamb. And I said, delicious, bring it on. And what I was so surprised at is they brought the lamb out. And then a man that was dressed in rags, a peasant man, came and actually killed the lamb for the family. In rural Buddhist cultures, they have a problem. Their beliefs tell them that if they kill an animal, they receive the bad karma that will come from taking that life. But if they don't kill animals, they will starve, which will hurt them in this life. And so there's a difficulty. And so the way they get around that is most villages have one poor man who kills all the animals for the whole village, and he takes, quote-unquote, the bad karma. He takes the judgment. One person, he is their lamb. And I absolutely love that if you look at cultures around the world, I always find how amazing it is when you dig in, you find these systems of one person who is their scapegoat, who is their lamb, to take the judgment for their sin. Scripture makes it very, very clear that our sins have made us unclean before God. We cannot come into His presence because we are unclean because of our sin. And God must do something for the world to make us clean again so we can enter into His presence and have a relationship. He sent a lamb from God whose sacrifice is filled up with power to atone, to forgive you because of the nature of who the Lamb is. He is God Himself. And Jesus, or John says, look. And what He's saying is believe. For all those in the world who look with faith to the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus, the Lamb of God, the sacrifice from God Himself, you will be born again. You will go from a position of unclean to a position of clean. He takes away the sins of everyone who believes in the world. And so I want to encourage you. When you feel guilty, when you feel unclean, when you struggle with disobeying your Heavenly Father and something in you tells you, I need to harm myself, something in you tells you, I need to be perfect, something in you tells you, I need to do something good and charitable to cover over my sin, I want to encourage you, believer, look, behold, rest. God has sent a once-for-all sacrifice for your sin. By grace through faith do we live. John Owen said it like this. God saved his church through a transfer of punishment. Namely, from those who deserved it, but could not bear it, to one who had not deserved it, but could bear it and would bear it. Father, praise you for the Lamb. We want our hearts this season to be warmed, full of worship, 
that you sent a lamb, a man, fully God, fully man, promised, pictured all through the Old Testament, Lord, to be the once for all sacrifice for our sins. Thank you for the resurrection, which proves it's true and it's accepted. And we rejoice in that. In Jesus' name, amen.